Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Well... Well, well, man, we've got stories for you guys. But first and foremost, hello and welcome to July. And thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the After Nine podcast. Um, I'm I'm double. I'll start with my story because it's not as insane as yours. Sure, go ahead. Um, but I did the thing that we've been talking about for a long time when it comes to booking your shots, and it's refreshing the page, constantly looking and checking to see if you have a closer appointment. So, I actually had three appointments. To get my shot. Uh-huh. And you had three? Yes. Yes. So I had backups. I had backups, but I canceled the I mean, I canceled as I went. But my my closest at the time on Thursday was it Thursday? I don't know. It was Wednesday, I guess. The last day before today. Basically it was the day after the last podcast. I'm refreshing the page again. I'm like, let me just see in case there happens to be a shot available this weekend. My actual initial one was supposed to be on Friday, this coming Friday. And boom, lo and behold, there was one. So I am now uh, double dosed. Look at me ah, go. Ah, full vac summer. Yeah, did it. You know, I don't understand why Trudeau didn't think it through a little bit and look at what his own procurement minister ordered. Because when Justin came out and said, we'll have a one dose summer and a two dose fall, it's almost like even he didn't believe we'd be getting as many vaccines as we've got here in Canada. We have, uh, let me see here. I've got the list right now. 900,000 Pfizer coming in this week and 2.8 million Moderna. Mm-hmm. 53.7 million doses in Canada by the end of the week. By Wednesday, half of Canadian eligible adults will be fully vaccinated. And as of this morning, anybody over 12 can book their accelerated second shot. Mm-hmm. It was kind of stupid to do the the one dose summer because uh, everybody else is just running with it. Well, I got my second dose, so fuck you. It's kind of like they got away with something. Yeah, and I think it, it was trying to keep standards low to make them look better, right? Like, oh, I know we told you that, but then we really, really amped up our, our, our efforts. And there you guys are because we did that. You know they're going to want to take all the credit for that. Fuck that. Um, we also didn't know when the drug companies would... I mean, there were some delays here and there. So that is kind of out of our control. So what are you going to do there? But the good news is there's so many people who are willing to get it, which is going to help us out and help us open. I just want to fucking open. So do I. It's tragic what's happening to the restaurants and to the gyms and to all of the other things. When it comes to restaurants, I mean, that's all well and good that we've opened up step two and they can have a few more people on the patio. But it's done nothing but fucking rain. Mm -hmm. It's rained every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, these poor restaurant owners can't catch a break. Yeah. And I know that the government doesn't have any control over the weather, they say. But still, they like, say. shit, we got to do something. I mean, we're well past the threshold for step three, and we're only just not even a full week into step two at this point. So I, I have to assume they're going to speed it up. But so far, no indication from the government. Uh, speaking of rules, though, that are not working, can I tell you what happened to me? Yep. You know that I was going to be at the board. Oh, before I do this, are, are you feeling okay after your second dose? Oh, I know some people feel like shit. Thanks for asking. You know what? I'm I'm pretty good. I got so lucky the first time. It was just a sore arm. I woke up this morning and I felt a little bit uh, off, I thought. But then I had my coffee and maybe it was just a, I needed coffee after a long weekend kind of thing. Because I, I actually feel pretty good right now. My arm even feels better than it did last night. So oh. I'm going to knock on something because it could get worse. I don't know. But right now I feel great, thanks. It was a double Pfizer for those wondering. Because... I hear different things about 
about both. Some people say the second Moderna hits you a little bit harder than the second Pfizer. I really think it all just depends on the person. But for me, I'm, I'm pretty good, thanks. Okay. All right. That's good. So I think last week we talked about my issues with U-Haul in that I reserved a trailer so I could tow some stuff down to the States, and they didn't have the trailer. Well, they did come through in the end and they got me another trailer not the day that i needed it but they did get me another trailer the next day and it was way smaller than the one that i had booked but it was the best i was going to get so i i was going to make this work cat i picked up the trailer on canada day loaded everything from my garage that had to go down to the states into this trailer and then i drove from here to the ambassador bridge in windsor Got to the border, and I thought, oh, fuck, I wonder if duty-free is open. Get some booze, Hmm. cigars. Yeah, they weren't open. In fact, they're using the parking lot at duty-free for a testing clinic. Okay, (laughs) that's not as fun as getting uh, getting all that shit that you usually get at duty-free, is it? But I wanted scotch for $40. Shit. In any case, I uh, obviously had to skip duty-free, crossed over the bridge. Everything is straight up normal. I'm uh, looking at the, the water that separates Canada from the U.S., thinking, Fuck yeah, I did it. This is great. I got to the border crossing. Guy said to me, where are you going? I said, I'm going to my my house down in Indianapolis. Got to move some furniture in for my my son. And he said, oh, okay. Going to need you to pull up over there. And he gave me this yellow slip of paper. So I pulled up with my yellow slip and a couple of guys surround my vehicle. And I think... At first, they thought I was trying to smuggle something in, and I'm like, hey, yeah, guys, here's, there's the trailer. Here's my truck. Go ahead. Search it. Do whatever you want. They said, okay, sir, we're going to need you to get out of the car. So I got out of the car, and I'm talking to one of the guys and just sort of shooting the shit. Yeah, yeah. What are you going down there for? I told him the whole story, and he said, okay, unfortunately, we're going to have to deem your trip non-essential. And I said, what do you mean non-essential? I mean, look at that trailer. It is packed to the max. I can't fit any more shit in there. I'm clearly going to my home. Here, here's, my, uh, here's my documents. I got them. I said, yeah, sorry. If you'd flown, this probably wouldn't be an issue. But at a land crossing, can't let you cross. We have to deem this non-essential. And he was very apologetic. He said, listen, it's not us. We'd love to have you come in. It's fine. Mm. But this is the Canadian government that doesn't want any non-essential travel. And, and this is non-essential. And I said to him, well, you can't actually show me a, like a, a, sh- a sheet or a chart or anything that says what is and isn't essential. So, I mean, how do you make that determination? He said, really, it's just random. We're just going to say this one's non-essential. So we're going to have to send you back. They wouldn't let me in. Jeez. Were you pissed? See, I was pissed, but, you know, there's certain times when you got to pick your battles. And I'm pretty good at talking myself in and out of certain situations, but uh, the border is not one I'm going to mess around with. Not at all. So I didn't argue with them. I just said, come on, guys. I mean, obviously, I'm going for a good reason. And they were like, yeah, we get it. We understand totally. Believe me, this is not a big deal. But uh, we just can't under the current restrictions because the Canadian government doesn't want any non-essential travel. And I did ask him about the irony that I could fly there and this wouldn't be an issue. And they said, yeah. They actually also said, from what they've heard, the guys at the uh, Peace Bridge in Fort Erie are letting people cross to go to their homes in America. But it's not happening at at this crossing. We're not doing that. So I was kind of fucked. So I thought, all right, well, I guess I'll just go home. I'll spend the weekend at home. Wow, did I ever underestimate what that meant cat 
They had a police car escort me back over the bridge, got to the checkpoint there to enter Canada. And the border guard said to me, how long were you gone? I said, well, seven, eight minutes. (laughs) So he laughed and he said, oh, you got turned back, did you? And I said, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't let me in. They said it was non-essential. He said, did you get out of the car? I said, yeah, they made me get out of the car. They wanted to search it. He's like, oh, shit. Okay, well, because you got out of the car, now you've traveled. So you have to self-isolate for 14 days. You need to take a COVID test now. You're going to take another test on day eight. Quarantine officers may visit you at your home. And I said, whoa, hold on a second here. I never left. If I'd left, I'd have a stamp in my passport. I, I never left Canada. They're like, yeah, I get it. But technically, you were on the other side of the bridge where apparently COVID camps out on the other side of the bridge. It's some clear and present danger over there. So because I got out of the car at the insistence of the uh, Border Patrol in the U.S., now I have to self-isolate for two weeks. Oh, geez, Scott. Cat, I have never seen. A bigger exercise in futility, a bigger waste of money. And I told the guy, listen, I'm fully vaxxed. Here's the receipts. I mean, it's been even 10 days or 14 days or whatever it is since my second shot. I'm fully vaccinated. And I didn't uh, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I didn't even leave the country as far as I'm concerned. No. He said, yeah, I understand totally. I know what you're saying. I agree with you. The whole thing is stupid. But that's Justin Trudeau. That's our prime minister and his rules. I honestly don't know what to do anymore, Kat. Like, I am just ready to beat my head against a wall with how contradictory the rules are, how futile the whole thing is. It is absolute insanity. It doesn't get any more ridiculous than the situation I'm in right now, where I was gone for five minutes, followed the the rules that law enforcement imposed upon me, get out of the vehicle so we can search it, and that ended me or landed me in quarantine for two weeks, even though I'm fully vaccinated. Yet had the exact same thing happen today, I wouldn't have to quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they ha- I mean, they had to put a date on it, I guess. And that's that sucks. What did you did you at least uh, bring the U-Haul back on time? I did. <laughs> in fact, the U-Haul people were pissed off because it was supposed to end up in Indiana. And oh, now no. it can't get to Indiana because I can't get across the border. So now there's some asshole in Indiana waiting for a trailer that's not coming. Jesus. What a mess. What a mess. Does that make any sense on any level? Well, if you'd stayed in your car, you'd be fine. But because you got out of the car and stood beside it, yeah, you got to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Even though as of today, and I get that they have to put a date on it, but as of today, you wouldn't have to do that. You know, it doesn't seem, I don't know if there's some retroactiveness or if at some point somewhere in our government, common sense will prevail that whether I was double vaccinated uh, on Saturday or on Monday, it doesn't really matter. Either way, I'm double vaccinated. It's been the appropriate amount of time. Double shot of Pfizer for me, too. I don't understand what we're doing here except wasting everyone's time and a shit ton of taxpayer money. Uh, Switch Health, I believe is the name of the company. So when I got to the border in Canada, they made me um, uh, pull into the parking lot of duty free and do a drive through test. And they give you two testing kits. So you do the first one there in front of them and then they take the bag and they send it off to be processed. That test came back a few days later. Of course, it was negative. Now I've got another test that I had to bring home that I have to do on day eight. 
And all that's free. Whether you're a Canadian or anyone else, it's free for those kits. Including return postage paid through Purolator. That's all being paid wow. for by the taxpayers. Yes, it is. I, the, I, I know. I, I think when oh, there's so many details to this whole thing that you're right. Yes, it makes no sense. I mean, you know, I agree with you about a lot of this shit that doesn't make any sense. And it is costing us money. And it is supposed to be keeping us safe. But when you hear examples like that, and I'm sure there's a lot of examples like yours, and you see the amount of money that they're spending on those kinds of scenarios where you're like, we were never in danger. So why are we doing this? Yep. It's pretty ridiculous. Oh, I, I, I just can't even with the stupidity. And, and again, we just need somebody to make rules that are common sense and easy to explain. Hey, I, I totally get it. Had I carried on to the States like I intended to, I would absolutely follow that quarantine for two weeks when I got back. I don't understand why it would be mandatory when I was gone for four minutes and stepped outside of my vehicle because the U.S. Border Patrol told me I had to. It's fucking lunacy, cat. It is all common sense has gone out the window. We have uh, 45% of eligible Ontarian adults fully vaccinated mm-hmm. right now. It'll be more than half by Wednesday. And restaurants are closed. Gyms are closed. Kids can't play sports in certain regions. It's absolute madness. The government has lost the script. They have lost their minds. Everybody is so shit scared of what could happen that nobody's looking at what's actually happening. And what's actually happening, hospitalization rates are low, ICU patients are low, ventilator patients are low, new cases are low, Toronto, what, what double-digit cases, not triple or quadruple numbers anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto at one point was getting, like what, over 1,000 cases a day. They're down to 40. Peel's even lower. What the fuck are we doing here? Why are we still doing this? It's insanity to me. Uh, Common sense public health measures? Absolutely. This heavy-handedness and this insane waste of taxpayer money that your kids are going to pay for and their kids are going to pay for? And their kids and their kids probably. (laughs) You know, it's basically inexcusable. I mean, nobody is watching the budget and nobody's watching what's actually happening on the ground now. And that is scary. So I'm here in isolation for a little bit. Are they we'll checking what, in on you? Like, how often does that happen now? Is it Are they just as strict or because you were so close to that, so close to that date of being fine? They've called me three times since no. Wednesday. Three times. How can they even tell that you're home, by the way, when they call? Like, are, most people have a cell phone. Do they, are they able to track you? Well, I didn't even speak to a person when they called. I had to, like, press one if you've had contact with anybody. Oh, press two if you've on. left the house. That's a waste of fucking time. It's just an exercise in them being able to say they did right. something. Okay. Whatever. You know, uh, I, I believe it was our buddy Doug there. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> who said that the border is not strict enough and blah, 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 blah. Well, thanks a fucking lot, Doug, because the border should have been open like three weeks ago. And now, because you kicked up such a fucking fuss about it, people that are regular run-of-the-mill Canadians who haven't done anything wrong are being punished. Because Trudeau is now trying to avoid giving you the upper hand. Because all Doug wanted to do was be able to say, see, I told you it was the border. If there's a fourth wave. That's the only thing. I mean, it's all political now. It's a volleyball going back and forth between the province and the feds. And regular law-abiding citizens are caught in the middle. It's fucked up. 
Anyway, that's our COVID story. Uh, oh, uh, uh, 12 plus can book an accelerated second shot as of 8 o'clock this morning. So that's good news. Get the kids done and get the schools open in September and get everything as close to back to normal as possible. Let's fucking go. Can I tell you a couple other stories from the weekend? Sure. All right. We're going to start off with this man's penis. <laughs> Imagine you go into a doctor's or you go into the hospital and you've got an injury. And even the doctor says, whoa, never seen that before. No, oh, that's a strange one. That's the last thing you want to hear when you're in any medical situation and they say, how do we deal with that? No, mm. I want to be like a very like this is so normal. That's what I want to hear. Like, oh, it happens all the time. That's what I want to hear. A man from the UK fractured his dick in a very weird way. He's a 40-year-old. He was in the middle of fucking when his junk apparently bent and broke. But it happened in a way that the doctors had never seen before. He showed up at the hospital in obvious distress. They sent him for an MRI because, well, it's not like they can just run an x-ray on your penis. It's not an actual bone, in case you didn't know. And instead of the penis breaking horizontally, like it typically would in a broken penis story, it broke vertically. Dude, I don't even have a dick, and this story hurts to hear already. They say about halfway up his dick, he had a vertical tear just over an inch long. What happened? What? How did that happen? They said they had to do surgery to stop the bleeding. Initially, doctors were not sure what the recovery time would be because they'd never seen it. But as it turned out, it was actually easier to repair this than a typical penile fracture, which is horizontal. Typically, everybody can picture it, right? Like everybody just uh, picture a dick for a second here, if you could. Typically, it would break sideways like you were you're just woodpecker, right? In, 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 in. And then you do it the wrong way and it bends. Oh. That's how it would typically break. Fuck. This broke from the top down like a goddamn spider dog. <laughs> Basically, it's like you just fuck dynamite. And a boo! Yeah, exactly. It's like you stuck a, a Roman candle in the tip of it and blew it up. Yeah. That's what it looked like. So you asked a great question. How did that happen? Yeah. See, this is why I could never be, it's not even about like the visuals and hearing these things, the reasons why I'm not in the medical profession. It's because my curiosity, I would ask people the most inappropriate questions. I I know you're not supposed to. When you're a medical professional, you deal with what is there. You ask them what happened. Um, Sometimes you know they're lying to you, but you have to stay professional about it. Treating the patient and making sure the patient is okay, that's your top priority. Not snooping and trying to figure out what happened and how did this happen and why did this happen. Uh, Just fixing them is basically your job. I couldn't do it. I'd be like, what the fuck did you do? Yeah. What the fuck did you do? How did you break your dick vertically? Like, did she have, like, razor blades in her vagina? or, Or how did that happen? A dick shouldn't split like that. He must have been really fucking pounding. Or is that the wrong way to look at it? Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was, like, trying to perform a stunt or something like that. Trying to do some Kama Sutra shit. Maybe someone sat on it. Oh. Oh. Maybe he tried to do like a backdoor kind of deal and, uh, and nobody was particularly lubricated up for that sort of deal. And, and maybe that's what did it. Maybe it was just the friction that caused it to split. Maybe there wasn't actually a partner at all. Maybe he tried to fuck a fridge or something. Ooh, 
at this rate, it sounds like he tried to fuck some scissors or something. I mean, shit. A dick shouldn't break like that. I think most people understand that a penis can break, though, right? Yeah, I mean, if you've heard any stories about it, y- yeah. I think most people know. They know that there's not a bone, like you mentioned, even though it's called a boner. Very misleading, isn't it? It's very misleading. Uh, I thought there was a bone in there. Um, but, yeah, it can break and fracture. But, like you mentioned, it is more common. I don't want to say it's common to break your dick, but it is definitely more common to do that that vertical, that uh, that break, that that uh, horse, like, just snap it. Basically, like it's like snapping something in half. That's what happens. Yep. yep. Picture breaking a stick. If you take a stick and hold it with two hands and break it in the middle, that's what a broken dick would look like. This was split down the middle. It's fucking gross. In any case, uh, from what I understand, when a man does break his penis because it is blood flow flow that makes it hard, uh, it, it does shoot out a lot of blood. Like I've heard that it'll like shoot across the room. That's how much pressure that oh, thing is under. Fuck, that's disgusting, man. Oh yeah, it's awful. Just awful. Oh, and before you guys message me with, oh, bro, I had to turn it off. I couldn't hear. It. Just fucking calm down. It's not your dick. It's somebody else's dick. Show a little bit of empathy for a second here. Fuck. (laughs) Next one. Um, For the drunk drivers, those who still have not gotten the message, if you are driving drunk, that's a problem. If you see the police lights behind you turn on, you should just pull over and do whatever the cop tells you to. Yeah, yeah. Comply. You should comply. You got caught. And no matter what you do, you're going to get caught. Your best chance is in court. And if you want to pay the tens of thousands of dollars for a good lawyer to get you out of a DUI, there are some good ones out there who have a pretty good track record. But you should always comply with the cop. Not this person. It was Minneapolis. Police noticed a vehicle driving erratically. They went to pull it over. And it didn't stop. Slowed down a bit. And then it sped up and it was weaving a little bit. And I think the people in the car, there was a man and a woman, thought they were being clever here. But the cops could see them doing it. They tried to switch places while the car was moving. The drunk driver tried to get into the passenger seat and let his female companion get in the driver's seat. You idiot. You they fucking saw you do it, you losers. <laughs> you all, you probably think you're invisible when you're that high or drunk or whatever it is, too. You think, oh, they won't fucking know. Yeah, they'll know. Like, they'll know. Are you fucking idiot? So, cop pulls him over. Woman's in the driver's seat. And the cops are like... Yeah, we just saw this happen, but all right, let's go through the motions here. Uh, What's going on? Tell us uh, why you didn't stop, all that sort of shit. And, of course, the woman had bloodshot eyes and slurred speech, so they asked her to get out of the car. You been drinking tonight? Nope. All right, let's uh, let's verify that. She was drunk. Why do you think was drunk. For whatever reason, the drunk driver, who was very drunk, convinced a less drunk but still drunk passenger to take the wheel with the cops right behind them. And they switched while they were driving. The car was in motion. Fuck. People are so dumb. And to say, no, I haven't been drinking when you know the cop knows. You know the cop's not going to just take your word for it that you're sober and your slurred speech and your red eyes and go, oh, okay, you kind of look inebriated, but you, you're telling me you're not, so I totally trust you. Okay, be on your way. <laughs> like, they're going to give you a fucking test. So just just say yes. I'm fucking loaded. Mm-hmm. You might as well just get it over with. And you know what? Maybe the cop would appreciate a little bit of honesty and, and go a little easier on you. 
I mean, if you were driving yeah. drunk, you it's a criminal offense. You'll have a criminal record for drunk driving. Don't take the chance. But if you are going to get caught, don't make it any harder than it has to be. Yeah, come Just on. comply. Do what the cop tells you to do. Let your lawyer figure it out afterwards if you still think that you've been wronged in some way. One more, and then I want to talk about Bill Cosby and Britney Spears. Um, on the COVID bingo card that we've unofficially all been keeping, did you at any time guess illegal couponing ring? That was, no, let me just check. Not on mine, no. Not on your card, no. eh? Uh, down in the U.S., this was a fairly substantial bust. Police have broken up an elaborate coupon ring. As it turns out, a group of people, more than 80 in Montgomery County, Texas, were printing illegal coupons and then either giving or selling them to other people. That's so sketchy, man. If someone's selling coupons, and I've seen that before, by the way, I've seen it on Craigslist and Kijiji. I never, who's trusting that? Well, Unless I'm mean, giving it away for free because they really can't use it. Like, let's say I've got a credit for a free whatever, and I don't even have the product that goes with. You know what? I'll give that away to someone because what am I going to do with this? It's useless to me. But when you're telling me that it's basically a gift card that they're trying to sell online, fuck, it's sketchy. It's totally sketchy. So in this case, what they would do is they would print off coupons from a manufacturer. Let's say it's, uh, and it wasn't, but I'll just use a random example. Weber barbecues. They would print off coupons from Weber. People would take these coupons for like 40% off, 70% off, go to Walmart and try and redeem the manufacturer's coupon there. Not a Walmart coupon at Walmart, the manufacturer's. So they were taking it. These guys got $200,000 worth of shit from different stores in one year. Wow. Using fake coupons. That's over $500 a day. I always wonder when you have those manufacturer-type coupons, and places will, especially Walmart, that's a good example, because they they are more likely to take those manufacturer gift cards. And it sometimes they seem like they're unsure, but they still go through with it anyway. So clearly yeah. that was the case here. Like, I don't fucking know if, we're, if this is legit, because this is not a co- our company's coupon. But okay, I'll go through with it. Yeah, they uh, they scammed a lot of shit. They were using it at Walmart, Kroger, Target, Walgreens, and more. Apparently, they would sell bundles of these coupons at flea markets and sell them online. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. You can just prey on the confusion. The store doesn't want to be the store that says, oh, sorry, we don't take manufacturers' coupons, just in case they do. Yeah. So, they take it, they use it, and this is what happens. Weird one. Uh, why is Bill Cosby out of jail? That's a good question. I mean, aside from the fact that, like, legally speaking, the judge overturned the original conviction is the long story short. But a lot of people wondering, like, really? Uh, I feel for the victims in this scenario, and I think we can still call them victims, even though it was overturned. Alleged victims. Do we have to go back to saying that? I have no idea. But he only served, what, a few years here. Uh, it has all these plans, Scott. So believe it or not, he still has a rep, someone that w- that is representing him and is spoke on his behalf even though he doesn't seem to be in the best of health either. But regardless of that, he plans to write a book, and he claims he's been talking to a production company, who's going to fucking work with him, I don't know, on a five-part documentary about his life and legacy, and claims he'll still be able to sell out shows when he's, when he's ready. Yeah, dude, he doesn't look very healthy. I don't know how much longer this guy's going to last anyway. Well, it's- he's old, and his legacy is very rapey. He's very so- rapey. 
you know, I, I don't know what there is to do. I, it's hard to believe that not only could he, on a technicality, get out of this jail sentence that he's supposed to be serving. On top of that, he could profit off of it. Like, he's going to be the guy who stands up and says, uh, it was a miscarriage of justice. No, it wasn't. It was one mistake lower down the chain of the legal process that got you out at this level. It doesn't mean he didn't do the things that he was Mm -hmm. accused of doing. It just means he had a very good lawyer who did a lot of homework. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I I should look this up, but there may be more in terms of he was probably going to have to be back in court for other things. He may have to answer to others, depending on how many victims have already come forward. I don't know. So I don't know if it's necessarily over for him, but he's celebrating like it's fucking party already. I'm going to do a fucking five-part documentary. All right. He probably had one of those parties. This is disgusting, by the way. One of those parties this weekend, like OJ had after he was uh, proclaimed innocent. Oh, yeah. Just invite everybody over and we're going to fucking give her tonight. It's embarrassing is what it is, but I do uh, understand the process. Britney Spears is a process that I don't really understand. Mm. I, how is her dad still the conservator? Well, what happened to Free Britney? Does the judge not watch the news? <laughs> Does the judge watch the documentary? Come on. You know what? It's really This is actually really more, much more fucked up than we knew. So what we assumed, and I say we because we didn't ha- a lot of these court documents haven't really been released yet, and, and it, every day in this case we see and hear a new thing. So we the public was under the impression that it was a 50-50 split of conservator because it used to be all dad. The judge agreed, okay, it can't be all dad so that at least for the time being, we know nothing too sketchy is happening with her financially. So dad was out. It was Jody Montgomery for a while, you might remember, and Brittany had, appa- had apparently really liked Jody Montgomery, wanted to keep Jody Montgomery in. That got turned down, but they did agree on a bank. That's where they came to uh, an agreement. So Bessemer Trust was supposed to be legal co-conservator. This is fucking weird, but Britney's lawyer didn't even file documents asking for a Bessemer trust who had already agreed to do it uh, verbally as co-conservator until like now. And now wow. Bessemer trust didn't realize this was not a voluntary conservatorship, which they were under the impression it was. How the fuck did that happen? Do you do you guys not read the news? So now they say nope and they basically quit. So after that paperwork was put in, they said nope. We're not doing this. We're out. So now they have to find another co-conservator. And yes, on top of that, like you mentioned, dad is not out. At least not yet. I mean, it's not over yet. Uh, this thing is back in court in a couple of weeks. So we'll see what happens there. They have to find a co-conservator to work alongside uh, Jamie. Uh, I don't know how this is. I don't know how this is going to go. It wasn't necessarily a win for Britney, but it's also not over just yet. You know, when you think about some of the celebrities that have been through a similar circumstance that didn't have a conservatorship, it really makes it hard to understand how Britney does. Uh, Somebody on social this morning used the example of Michael Jackson. There's a guy who built an amusement park at his home, adopted a chimpanzee, and bought the bones of the elephant man. Mm -hmm. Nobody fucking stopped him. But Britney's under a conservatorship? Well, it's insane to me. Yeah, I know. Well, and it all started back in like, what was it, 2007, 2008, when really she did need a lot of help. And I think at the time it was voluntary. She agreed. Like, you know what? I do need help. She tr- she had a lot of trust in her dad at that time, I think. And it kind of just happened. But being stuck in it for this long, 
I mean, there's no way as the judge that you could you could take a look at that and say, oh, yeah. And again, it's not even like at the least she at least wants him off. It would be one thing if she wanted out of a conservatorship altogether, no matter what. But she at the least just wants her dad out. I'm thinking there's other stuff that it hasn't been made public yet. I'm wondering about medical records that might be swaying the judge that we don't know about. I'm not sure if that's possible. Like maybe she knows full well that Britney's psych tests were legit, were done properly, and didn't come back very well at all. So mm. that's the reason why. I mean, she did mention in her most recent uh, testimony that one of the things that she needed to do is a psych eval, and she asked the judge and begged the judge, please don't make me do another one of those. So we know that there's been psych evals, and maybe she just fucking failed miserably. And maybe that's a fear as well for the judge to look at that and say, you don't, co- you don't come out looking very good. So there has to be a conservatorship there. It's just a matter of how do we put someone in place and who do we put in place. But for the time being, it's a lot of paperwork too, right? Well, so for the time being, it's going to stay Jamie. If there are some emotional issues there, she's certainly not the only one in the world, but she's the most high profile one that can't act or function like an adult. Can't have any control over her own money. This is a woman who's got an incredible earning potential but no ability to spend any of that money. It's so stupid. I mean, it really is dumb when you see the details of this. Really dumb. Her allowance was 2000 a week when she was making a million a week during her Vegas shows. Like, you got to be shitting me here. It's unbelievable. I- I'm really shocked that, again, common sense hasn't prevailed here. Just awful. Okay, and on that, we will say thank you for downloading this edition of After 9. We have editions coming out all this week, and wherever you are, I think a lot of people are on vacation right now. Yeah, I think so, too. Seems like it. I think so, too. (laughs) Have yourselves a happy National Bikini Day, and we will catch you right back here tomorrow. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.